Welcome to Happy Hour episodes where it's just two hosts hanging out. You can expect travel tips, short travel stories, and just to get to know the hosts a bit better. These episodes will be happening every two weeks. So you're still getting the normal two interviews per month, plus two Happy Hour episodes, all available on YouTube or Spotify video. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we had this idea to 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 like add more extra content to our podcast and and not have to worry about you know getting a guest and then also giving the chance for the listeners to get to know us a little bit better. So Brandon, it's up? because people miss us. Usually we used used to just post every two weeks, but what do you do with your time on that next Wednesday when there's no episode? Exactly. And you're you know you're stuck in your job and you you're trying to live vicariously through some travelers and you're stuck because you don't have an episode. So now we're trying to fill that void and give you guys some great content and, you know, hear some beautiful voices and see some beautiful faces if you're watching on our uh, TikTok or YouTube. <laughs> Spotify video. We're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. So so for the people that have listened to season one uh, and heard the episode that Brandon was on. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they know a bit, you know, of how... I guess how you kind of started traveling and we kind of talked about traveling during COVID, but they don't know how we actually met. Right. And so I'll fill that in. So I, um, I found you guys. So I, okay. What I, what I can't remember about how I found you guys is if I was actually searching for a travel podcast or if I just came across a post about your travel podcast on Reddit. Um, But the majority of like how I do research for travel, anything like searching around travel stuff is usually first done searching through Reddit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like I said, I can't remember that that actual detail. But I found you guys. I found the podcast through Reddit, and I'm always looking for travel podcasts. And you, the I say you guys because you know back then it, I wasn't a host. So when I found the podcast, I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. This is like travel stories mostly centered around like the backpacker style of travel and i'm like oh i'm instantly a fan you know so like without even listening to an episode i I hit subscribe i was like whoever the fuck these guys are they're about to get my downloads you know trying to support and so um i then found your instagram and I, I think I just sent you a DM, like, hey, you know. Yeah, you got in the DMs. Yeah, I slid in them DMs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so so yeah, so you came along and, and you, you uh, came into our lives, and you just said, you know, hey, big fan, yeah. like you just said. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, we got you on for an episode, and I think it was I yeah I, I think we Sid and I finished that episode, and we were just like we just felt very comfortable with you. We just felt like it was a really good fit. And so kind of fast forward to the end of season one where Sid was like, Bill, like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I got other commitments. So at that point, I was I was kind of like, well, it looks like we're done, uh-huh. you know, because because we initially started the podcast. Sid and I it was just a, it was during the it was during the pandemic. We were just looking to you know live vicariously through the past stories of people traveling and just get that excitement that, you, you know, that you, when you get in a hostel and you just get around some like grizzled vet travelers who were just you know giving you some crazy stories of, of the past right. and that's that's exactly why we wanted to start so at that point i was like you know what we're, we're kind of done but uh then I, I got a message back from you where you're like hey man like what's going on are you are you guys still posting episodes Slid the dms again <laughs> the dms man it's been working out <laughs> oh, gosh 
<laughs> but but yeah, so that that kind of reignited the the feeling of like yeah, like you know, like Brandon was like really good with us, and I was like, well, no, maybe I should ask Sid and see if he's okay with it. Right. And Sid was, you know, he was he was very supportive. He's like, yeah, man, Brandon's Brandon'd be a great you know fill in for me, and mm-hmm. and here we are now. Yeah, and you know the time that I the time that I hit you up was a um, I don't know weird is not the really I guess weird could be it. But I had I had just gone through a breakup, like a pretty hard breakup, and it affected me pretty bad. Like I have never really gotten my heart broken before, right? And I'm not about to turn this sappy, but I'm just like I <laughs> I just overshoot. I think I have tissue somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like I, I'm the type of person that like if I'm feeling something, I don't I'm not scared to to talk about it, right? So I'm not trying to turn this sappy, but here we go. Um, so I had never really gotten my heart broken before, and so this little situation that I went through kind of fucked me up mentally a lot, you know? And so mm-hmm. I can, yeah, right, absolutely. Exactly. And so instead of like, and the timing of it all. So like I, I ended up going through my breakup while I was in Columbia. And so when I get back from a trip, I already have post trip depression pretty bad. Like for a week and a half, I'm, I go through it a lot. Right. Cause I just don't really enjoy my, myself when I'm at home. So that's neither here nor there. So I was dealing with the post trip depression also dealing with like a very like one of the worst breakups that I've gone through ever in my in my life right so I started to feel myself kind of slip mentally you know what I mean and so I was proactive about things in my life so it's like I'm I had to get back into the gym I had to you know uh dive deeper into my photography you know doing all these things creatively to to make sure that I don't go back into a depression cuz I through my 20s I was kind of a depressed person like like a lot of people are it's a natural thing you know um and so feeling myself slip back into that I was like no 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 I need to stay on top of shit and and uh get more productive and so that was one of the things that was what sparked me to hit you up and ask like Yo, what's up, man? Are you uh, you trying to look for a, a co-host? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that sparked. It, it just kind of worked out. I think it was actually like Super Bowl Sunday, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it might have been. I don't remember actually. Because because I'm I'm a huge football fan, <clears throat> as we're we're probably going to get into at some point. Right. But but yeah, so I, I hadn't thought about the podcast in in I guess months, and when. When you you hit me up, it just kind of took over. Which like you know, Super Bowl is the biggest weekend for football. But I was just like, man, like the possibilities is like. And then you mentioned, you know, like hey, but let's do this. But like video, I was like, fuck it, let's yeah. do it, let's see what happens. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. I'm glad we made the decision, man. It's been yeah. fun so, so far. <clears throat> so I guess as people are, I, I think this is also is going to be a good uh, segment for people to get to know us a little bit better. And I guess Brandon and I like. We don't really know each other other than, you know, the DMs. Right. They'll be on an episode in season one. But other than that, we don't really know each other that. Right. Brandon actually came up with the great idea that instead of, you know, us meet, getting to know each other better offline, and we should do it while we're recording and just, you know. Right. And, and let them. Kind of have. Let the, the listeners have. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be the fly on the wall as we navigate creating a friendship and building a you know working relationship together <clears throat> and that's pretty much like my my podcast kind of bleeding or i should say my podcast style bleeding in to this because the podcast that i used to host was was like that it was just a like a kind of casual conversation 
unedited, you know, and it was just a, a chance for the, the listeners to just be a fly on the wall. And I enjoy those type of conversations where it's just like a hang, you know what I mean? Where the, the host and their guest or whoever are just kind of hanging out, just kind of just shooting the shit. It might not be the best conversation, but it's like a, I, I just, I, I, I enjoy that stuff, you know? What are you talking about, man? These are only the best conversations. The only, uh, yeah, the, I'm talking about the, these are going to be the only the best conversations. Those other podcasts might, you know, they might falter a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Brandon, I, I think that, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a great mix because ours was before, I guess it was edited. You know, we, season one, we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Free flowing like this is, is, is a really great addition because it's for me, I, what I kind of envisioned this being is is almost like what you would expect. Yeah. You no, know, if you're, you're in a common room and you're just doing the shit. Exactly. Right here, right, right, yeah. What you doing up here? You hooking up with anybody? <laughs> so, so I guess one of the, the the first questions I usually ask when I I meet a new traveler is, you know, like where have you been? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how did you start traveling? That those types of questions. So on that subject, how did you start traveling? Um. So I started traveling. So my first trip was 2016. I went to Japan with a bunch of friends, and this was something that I 2016 had. was so Japan was your first trip. First trip, 20. Yeah. How weird was that? It wasn't weird at all. It was great. I mean, you know, it wasn't my first time out of the country because I had done um, like trips with family, which I don't really count. You know what I'm saying? As like a teenager and stuff like that, but. Um, First time as an adult on my own, paying my own way, was 2016. And I think I was like 32. So like very late, especially as a backpacker, you know what I mean? Um, but nothing's ever too late, but that's neither here nor there. So <clears throat> this this is something that, had, that I had been wanting to do for a very, very long time. Like throughout my 20s, I had been wanting to travel, but just didn't have the time nor the money. And then also not really the know-how to do it the right way. Um, and so I was, for those that don't know, like I, I used to do music for a very, very long time. So <clears throat> uh, 2016, I was in a city called San Jose, California. And I was on doing, like I was getting interviewed on a radio show, on a college radio show there. And me and my DJ, my one of my very good friends, Fabes, Fabian, uh, we were down there on the, on the show and then I have another friend that lives uh, not too far from campus. So we went to his house afterwards to go hang out and stuff. And he had like a bunch of this uh, like Japanese memorabilia <clears throat> around his house. And it sparked up the conversation about Japan because he had recently went to Japan. And so my homie Fabes was like, man, you know, I've been dying to get back out to Japan. I went as, with, uh, as a kid with, with my family, but I've been dying to get out there as an adult. And I'm like, man, shit, I've been dying to get out of the country like in general, you know. And, but Japan had been like one of the number one places that I've been wanting to travel to since I was a kid. Um, so like a, like a lot of times when it comes to things like this, it, all it takes is like that one friend that's really going to commit to get everybody else to kind of follow, you know? So, like that positive peer pressure. <clears throat> exactly. You know, a lot of the times you'll have a conversation like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's plan a trip and let's, let's do this. And then nobody follows through. And so that the plan, you know, just falls. So it, right, exactly. I've had so many of those drunken uh, conversations where I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm passionate about what we're talking about. Then the next day I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> so, 
So um, Fabes actually put the work in. He went and researched the tickets, found a, a cheap time for us to go. And it was like, yo. So this was like March 2016. So he had found a cheap, uh, some cheap flights in October 2016. So he's like, bro, I found, I found the flight. Are you really down to go? And I was like, yes, I am. Count me in. So he purchased both tickets. So he like he basically bought my ticket for him and was like, just pay me back whenever you can. So I just was like, every paycheck, you know, giving him hundred, two hundred dollars or something like that to, to pay it off. It's like the ultimate, the ultimate peer pressure. Right. Exactly. Now, now, now you have no, you have to pay the guy. I like have, yeah, you're going. I'm going one thousand percent. I wasn't gonna back out anyway. Like I was one one hundred percent down. But like the the fact that he purchased the tickets right there just made it that much easier for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so- um, I, I like him. He's like, he's not like, yeah, we should go. He's like, you're coming. Right, exactly. Like, we're making this happen. <laughs> I'm trying to go, and I don't think I'm trying to go by myself. So, Brandon, you're fucking stuck with me, right? <laughs> So um, and so that was it, bro. That was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back because now that it was set, I then needed to just get my passport. I was working really the only like necessity, but then I just started down a fucking rabbit hole of of research. Right, so I was just exhausting every resource that I could to find out about Japan. I bought one of the uh, Lonely Planet books, downloaded older versions of the of the Lonely Planet books, fucking every post that had to do about travel in japan on reddit i i read that shit every like this i exhausted everything but i like blew my load really quickly when it come when it came to like research so i had six months from the time we purchased the tickets until it was time to, to leave and i had probably i had gotten my passport gotten my backpack <clears throat> gotten a travel credit card and did all my research probably within the first month, right? Uh, Ichi ni san chi go, that's up to five, and I can't remember six through ten, but I that's pretty much it, you know what I'm saying? Besides like hello or goodbye and thank you. Oh, and then uh, sumimasen, which is uh, excuse me. Um, so that so which is important. Yeah, you want to be polite, right? It definitely helped too. It definitely helped. Um, so the fact that I had gotten all that like out of the way within that first month, it then just let like it just it um it opened up an opportunity for me to start researching my next trips, and that's how I found like the the solo travel subreddit, right? And so when I was like, <clears throat> I had already heard about somebody traveling to like Puerto Rico by themselves for a month with a <clears throat> with a surfboard years prior to this and that like set this like passion this kind of like dormant passion that I was like oh my god that sounds like the absolute ultimate adventure to go to a foreign country by myself but like I said it was years prior and I just didn't have it wasn't it wasn't anything that I was going to pull off so I just kind of like you know put that in the back of my mind as a um as a bucket list item <clears throat> excuse me and so I found this the solo travel subreddit solo travel subreddit and I was like oh shit this is what I'm doing next I'm going to go somewhere by myself I'm going to finally make this shit happen and so then I started researching best places to tr travel solo and I knew I wanted to like I mean you know, I'm a very big like on water activities and in tropical type of things and so that led me to Thailand and so then dude b before I even d d uh embarked for my trip or for <laughs> uh, Japan I had already bought a ticket to Thailand wow yeah so it's like I'd, when <laughs> I I dove into the deep end you know what I mean and um and then Thailand just completely changed my you know I've, I've talked about this many times 
I'm pretty sure I'm, of course, on my podcast. I can't remember if I've referenced this on our podcast yet, but like Thailand was the shift in my life and it completely ruined my life in the best way possible because everything that was, that was, that I was passionate about and everything that I would, that, that I like saw as important in my life and where I wanted to go and all the goals completely meant nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, no, this, this life of travel and like packing a backpack, going by myself, figuring it out, you know, touching the world, touching the people in the world, leaving my stamp or my, my energy on the people in, in, the, in the world is like what I'm, what my life goal is now. And so the rewire. Yeah, bro. It completely rewired. And I have not looked back since. So that's my story. Now you're hosting, now you're hosting a fucking travel podcast. Here we are. A travel podcast. Here we go. And I'm fucking taking multiple trips a year. And it's, it's crazy, man. This is, this is literally the life I was dreaming to live. Yeah. Dreaming about living years ago, but especially when I was like taking that first trip to Thailand, I was like, where I'm at right now in life is exactly where I wanted to be back in uh, March of 2017 in thailand right <clears throat> yeah dude so what's your story i funny i i was actually just thinking about <laughs> mine's is is a bit complicated let's get, uh, let's get to it baby we got time man. yeah we have time it's gonna take a little time here it's it's, it's a bit of a long-winded answer i think but uh when i was young i guess uh we moved around a lot so i'm talking about like every two to five years we were going to a new place and it wasn't just like you know moving the town over or the, the next county or the the next province it was like some distances were like 60 or six thousand kilometers away mm-hmm. like for example it, or for that to make sense to you like it's you from one destination that we moved to another it's a 60 hour drive right. okay wow so so it like have never been back since like those people like haven't seen them like all my friends that I had when I was a kid haven't seen them since so uh I, I, I will go and do every single place, mm-hmm. but like some of the gnarlier places that are, are, are a bit more entertaining, I guess. Right. Uh, one of the places that I lived in is called a place called Ikalawit. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm-mm. So Ikalawit is on the map is located right here. Okay. <laughs> I love the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, so it's it's uh, in Nunavut in Canada, okay. and it's uh, an indigenous region of Canada. There's it's the capital in Canada that has the smallest population. There's only six thousand people that live in Alouette. Wow. Okay. And sixty percent of those inhabitants are uh, of the indigenous uh, national, or they're indigenous. So like Inuit. Right. Uh, so I don't know if you know about that region. So it's it's I guess the closest thing to what you may know, like of the Arctic in the United States, is like Alaska. Right. But think of that. Think of like Alaska, but like way more rural. Okay. So so think um, of the Arctic. So it's like it's like a tundra. There's no trees anywhere. It's an island. So you're like completely disconnected from the rest of Canada. Damn. And like, for example, like in the winter, you have to get your food from a boat. Holy so, shit. So there's a there's an icebreaker that comes in and breaks the ice so that other boats like cargo ships can come in and deliver food. Wow. And how old were you when you were living here? So I moved there when I was five. Okay. And we stayed there till I was eight. Oh wow! Okay. And and yeah, man. So like sometimes the boats get stuck on the ice. So yeah. So it's it's just a complete different world, man. There's like there's a there's a, a lot of the signage that's there is in the native language, like Inuktitut. Okay. Uh, and then there's like the, the weather is just fucking crazy too, man. There's there's blizzards. There's like extreme weather, like minus thirty to minus fifty Celsius in wow. the winter. Oh, so so I guess. For, for Fahrenheit, I think that's like minus 20, 22 to like minus 
fifty. Okay, you don't, don't worry I think, about. I think, I think so, doing the uh, conversions. It's all good. <laughs> hey, we're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow some listeners oh, in the right, U.S. Right, too. Yeah. You know, this isn't just for the rest of the world. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> 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 or but, your hood rat yeah, so, U.S. So, neighbors. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But but like so, I don't know if you can imagine what a blizzard or being in that cold feels like. I'm a it's California it's, it's, boy. It's like, I can't. No, and it literally feels like your face is melting off. Jesus Christ! Like your face is so cold that you don't feel it, and it's like it hurts to exist outside. Wow! And like a blizzard, so you'd have blizzards. Like let's say you'd have a blizzard during this. Like you're at school and there was a blizzard, you had to leave school because like it potentially could go on for days. Wow! So in the early <clears throat> set of the blizzard, you had to just go home. Jesus Christ! I know you guys. And like, yay! Blizzard day, not school, not snow day. Blizzard day, yeah. Blizzard day. <laughs> But but the best way I can describe a blizzard mm-hmm. is that you just look outside and it's just completely white. Yeah. You can barely see what's in front of you Jesus and think Christ. there's no trees, right? It's an island in the middle of it's by the water, right? So the wind, there's a shit ton of wind. So it's the once the snow gets involved, it's it's just an insane experience. It's it's crazy. Right. Are you able and, to talk about why you guys moved to this specific location? Oh yeah, it, yeah, it was it was for my dad's work. Okay. And I guess that's that's why we moved pretty much everywhere. Where, gotcha. okay. uh, and, and and two, it's it's not just the, the winter that's crazy. In the summer, it gets crazy too. You get twenty four hour sunlight, like you would like in Alaska, in Finland, right, yeah, in Alaska, yeah. and these types of places. And then you get the vice versa. In the winter, you get the you know the I remember walking home at like three p.m. and it's like pitch black. Jesus Christ, dude! I don't know. Damn, I could not imagine living in, a, in the conditions like that. It's it's looking back, I'm just like, man, I like I haven't even gone back to these places. It's how remote it is. Yeah. But but and it's it's also really expensive to go up there. But it's it's a, it's a crazy experience. Like you can also see like the northern lights. Oh shit. Yeah. So you see the northern lights, and and uh, like I was saying earlier, like there's you know the 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 boat, the icebreaker sometimes in the winter can get stuck. So there's a really large uh, like hunting and fishing lifestyle over there. So for example, like it in the city, you can see like caribou, like reindeer just walking around. Right. And and so uh yeah, so hunting's a big thing. So like for example, my family and I, we would I guess the process of hunting over there is you go see the locals and you ask them where the reindeer are, where the caribou are, because they travel in packs uh-huh. and there's no trees, so you they can just point you in a direction like and you just follow you take your skidoo or whatever and you just go in that direction, then you're eventually gonna find them. Wow. And and yeah, man, I I can remember I like I, I have pictures. I'll look for them, but we're we're in the Arctic. We're in the middle of nowhere. My dad's just shot a, a caribou or a, a reindeer, okay. and I'm like, I remember being so cold because, like I said, there's no trees. The wind is really bad, and my parents took pictures. My dad told me to put my hands in the head of the caribou <laughs> to warm my hands up. Because obviously, like, there's body heat. Yeah, but course, it's just yeah. man. Once you're out there, you there's survive. nothing else. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to survive, and it's it's just such a unique experience. I yeah, I just I I, I wanted to touch on that because I feel like 99 percent of Canadians. Who live in Canada? Who don't live in Iqaluit? You put them in Iqaluit, they would be completely—they would not believe that it's their own country. It's yeah. just so unique. That's so I definitely recommend it for anybody who's looking for a unique adventure, something that you won't get in Toronto or you know the the big cities of Canada. It's 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 definitely a cool place to check out. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, you yeah, know, I, that's one of those things where it's like I'll add it to my list. Don't know how soon I would make it out there, but I would love to go and experience. I'm always down for these new experiences. You know, so hey, 
it's yeah, it's it's definitely not like a, you're not going to a beach. Here. Of course, you're, you're going. To, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough experience. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to be better for it as a traveler. You're going to be better for it, uh, you know, experience wise right. and uh, uh, culture wise. Right. But it, you're not going to a resort here. It's 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 pretty rough. Yeah. But anyways, so so we spent three years there, and then four. Uh, so we, we we moved. I guess it would be like two thousand kilometers uh, west. So we moved over here <laughs> near Alaska. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for the, for all the people that are actually like just listening to the audio, Phil has a map behind him on the wall, so he just he keeps pointing to the little places. <laughs> <laughs> never thought I never thought I'd do that. I'm just like, uh, how do I explain where it is? Oh, it's, it's right behind. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so so we moved there when I was I guess eight, and it, it's it's a lot more. Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot more normal that you would see in like a normal city in Canada. So there's, you know, there's paved roads, there's trees, there's, you know, corporations are there. Like there's McDonald's, Walmart, Wait, all that sorry stuff. Sorry to interrupt. What's the name of this place again? Yeah. So it's, it's Yellowknife. Yellowknife. Okay. Got you. Yeah. So Yellowknife's on the Great Slave Lake, which it's, it's a big lake up it's there. It's called the Great Slave Lake? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm never going <laughs> to fucking visit that place. <laughs> I think we should start a campaign to change the fucking name of that place. God damn. Oh my God. I never even thought of that. See, I'm bringing some diversity to this motherfucker, man. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry to interject. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Yeah, this two years till takeoff is campaigning, campaigning to change the name right. Great Slaves Lady. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But, but but something crazy that we did over there is uh, we would... So like I said, life's a lot more normal mm-hmm. than Callowit is. Uh, yeah, it's like a normal city. And uh, there are trees. Like I said, there's pavement. Something gnarly that we did over there is, and I guess, on the same theme as hunting and fishing is that we would take a float plane. Okay. You know what you know what a float plane is? That's like a the little plane that can land bottom. on water? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we, during the summer, we'd take like two weeks and we'd pack like rations. We packed like camping gear. Uh, my, my parents had like a Zodiac boat, which is like a boat that's like compa- compartmentalized. So you can like blow it up or like install it once you get to where you're going. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and we would land on the great S word lake. And, and yeah, man, and like, it was like, this is literally the middle of nowhere and they dropped it, drop us off on this island and we would just boat and fish for two weeks. That sounds amazing. Do you have siblings and then, or you, are you a single child? Only, only child. Okay. And great. and what was crazy is, is that I guess I was old enough at that point to realize that when that plane was leaving, fuck. That's it, bro. Like if some, if something happens, like we're fucked, like there's bears, you know, deer, moose, you know, all sorts of crazy shit. Like, like I remember going fishing one morning and my dad, like it was my dad and I, and my mom was just in the tent. She like wanted to sleep in and my dad like loaded a shotgun ready to go for if there was a bear coming to the tent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, 
So I just wanted to touch a little bit on the wet or the North experiences, just because I know that that's it's just so foreign to so many people. Yeah, definitely. But anyways, so so after that, we moved to New Brunswick, which is, I guess, bordering Maine on the east coast of Canada. So that's 6,000 kilometers away. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I, this is a long-winded answer. No, but, keep going. It's all but yeah, so, But yeah, so, so I, 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 after that, you know, I did my university. And after like two years, I, I kind of partied a little too much. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. A little, little, little bit too that's much. And uh, <laughs> I didn't fail out of school, but I was definitely... Definitely on academic probation. Oh, Still not sure what I wanted to do. Right. You know, I was not motivated. And then, I, yeah, so I, I took some time off and I was just like, you know what? I need a challenge. I need something to, you know, something to do. I need something to challenge myself and adventure. I don't know what it is, but I need to do something. Mm-hmm. So I I decided I'm, I'm going to go and backpack Europe. So I moved back in with my parents and, you know, worked at a bar and in a hotel and, and just saved money for my first big trip. Sick. And yeah, so before going, obviously, like, you know you're, you're you're nervous on your first trip like i'd never been to europe and like looking back now like europe is one of the most the safest right. continents to travel it's so easy there's but before going, you don't know that, of course. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I don't want to be cliche, but I found a quote that, like, I, I, I heard, and, and it's just, it just that moment of before you go on your first big trip. I, I'm, I'm saying this because I want to try to convince people that are listening mm-hmm. to travel or to take that first big leap into traveling. Is uh, I did you ever see the movie Into the Wild? That's uh, yes, I did. That's the one with the the guy who took the van into Alaska, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But the, the there's a quote in that in that movie that I love, and it's I also know how important it is in life it is not necessarily to be strong, but to feel strong, to measure yourself at least once. Mm. And for me, at that moment before going to Europe, that's how I felt. It was me versus the world. Yeah. This is, you know, finally I, I've done all this travel with my parents. I've seen all these crazy places in Canada and you know, a few places in Mexico and the US. But this is me going by myself. You know, there's there's no parent that's gonna be there to help me. It's it's just me out there. Right. So I, I, yeah, so I, I, I backpacked for three and a half months. Sick, dude. And uh, when I got back on the plane to leave back from home, I was like, next time I'm in Europe, I'm I'm going to get like a scholarship and I'm coming to, to this. I'm, I'm going to do some schooling in Europe. So, and then a few le- few years later, I I, uh, I got a year uh, scholarship to go study in Germany. And then from there, I, I continued to travel Sick. and you know, got to go to Morocco and all sorts of crazy places. And I guess the travel story continues. Yeah. So when you were taking that first trip, what <clears throat> like why'd you go solo did, did, did... I, did, I didn't go solo I, w- I was still going with a friend okay got you okay yeah I, I went with a friend I did solo probably half so we, we like did like Ireland England uh, Amsterdam north of Germany so like Hamburg Berlin and then we split up in Prague so I'd say it's about halfway and then the rest I did solo okay, and I felt like I got my bearings you know I, I could uh, I, I could you know work hostile world yeah. and you know book a bus and you know right so then what was the why did you guys end up splitting? What was the decision factor for that? Uh, so, so my buddy, he was a contract, he was working for, or I think was, he's an iron worker, and he just got a contract offered to him to go work uh, out west. So it, got you. And <laughs> I fucking love it. Never stop doing that. Please. Please never stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so and he was like, I guess we had initially we had an, an initial plan, and with his timeline now being shorter, he was like, oh fuck, why well, I, I want to do you know, Barcelona, I want to do Paris. You know, we'd met some guys from Paris, and like, oh, I want to go meet up with them before I leave. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, well, I'm going into Eastern Europe. I want to do you know like Slovakia, Budapest. I want to do uh, Poland, and uh, yeah, and then I just like randomly ended up in Malta. Have you ever have you ever heard of Malta? I've heard of Malta, and I've heard amazing things about it and it's uh it's a place that i i I, so i was in poland it was it was it wasn't it wasn't winter it was cold it was like eight months me guys mate but it was it was it wasn't just it wasn't warm Mm -hmm. and i just started looking for places that was leaving poland so what i would do is like i'd have a couple drinks and then i would just go on on like skyscanners type in where i was and just look where was where were the cheapest destinations to go to and just book something yeah and i googled how warm it was in cyprus uh-huh. and it was really warm and i couldn't find a nice hostel so i was like okay not this place right and then i went found maltanex and i was like okay yeah okay this cool hostel here and that's how i ended up there and I, I ended up staying there for like a month was this trip uh, the, yeah. the same trip that you met sid yes yeah. see look at look at the world look at the universe i fucking love it's, it dude. It's, it's insane man that's so t- that's so dope yeah i actually sent him uh a facebook like the memories that we get uh-huh. it'd been 10 years wow. 10 years since we met Fuck yeah it. 10 years and we since we held hands underwater (laughs) that's so great you know we definitely need to get him on one of these happy hour uh episodes yeah Yeah, definitely absolutely man i i i'm supposed to yes it's it's a hostile feeling you know right exactly whoever whoever walks in right yeah right (laughs) you know man just listening to that story just it when i like this fucking travel thing does something to me you know what i'm saying i feel it like in my gut man it's like it's really hard to put into words but i like just feel this like like i don't even know how to really explain it but like it, i definitely feel it in my gut and it's just like this longing for more adventure more more excitement and stuff like that so just hearing you tell your story is just like like I'm always inspired to travel, but like you know, it's like I'm just getting a fucking burning passion right now. And I'm like, I gotta get back out there, man. Fucking book it. I know, man. So I, I'm about to actually go on a couple of trips. So my my June is gonna be actually fucking crazy. So the first week of June, I'm going to New York for work. Then so then I I think I'll be back on the 13th, which is a Monday. And I haven't bought my tickets for the second portion, but that second week of June, I'm gonna take my daughter somewhere in mexico to celebrate her graduating eighth grade so like i'm probably gonna book that ticket for that tuesday like the literally the day after and just pray that no flights are delayed um and then a homegirl that i met when i was in guatemala this past um february invited me to explore mexico with her because she's gonna be so she's in guatemala still but she's about to go to mexico to do like a couple of weeks some type of work um thing at a hostel and then after she's done there she's gonna then start exploring mexico so she's like yo if you want to come and join and she's pretty cute so i'm like of course i'm gonna come and join (laughs) so i think like that either that third week or that fourth week i'll be then like coming back
back to re, you know switch up the, the the type of stuff I have in my bag and stuff, and then embarking back to Mexico to go explore for I don't I really don't know how long I'll be there, but I'll at least have until my daughter starts uh, high school sometime in like the the end of August, so maybe about a month and a half. Um, so I'm excited about that little father daughter uh, trip. And it's not your it's not your first trip that you guys have done together either, right? No, I actually to- took her her first time out of the country was to Tokyo. Actually, I took her to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, second yeah. Time, yeah, which was a was a dope experience. We went for like a full seven days, um, and you know she was ten at the time, so it was like I think it was perfect amount of time. We probably could have shortened it a day because she started to get like homesick and missed her mom and stuff. But we we had a, a, an amazing time out there. Um, and this time we'll probably just go for a few days because Mexico isn't that far away. So we you know probably get down there for like five days or so, eat some food, jump in the water, see some some animals and shit, and then come come on back. Yeah, but I haven't decided where yet because I so I was thinking of like I was thinking of Tulum and the reason why is because I've been multiple times and I could I know where to take her to give her like mm. a great experience within five days you know what I'm saying no time wasted um, but I was also thinking like maybe me and her can go somewhere new together so like Puerto Vallarta is the other spot that I was looking yeah. at yeah um, I've heard of that place yeah so I, I'm leaning towards Puerto Vallarta um but I'm not exactly sure. And then, like, if I take her to Tulum, I could also give her her first hostel experience because the hostel mm, mama's yeah. home is, like, it's basically my family at this point. And um, it's a hostel, but it was, like, it was uh, it was all ages the few times that I was there. Of course, it skewed a little bit younger. So, and there was, like, parties and stuff there. But, you know, I feel like it would be a, a very safe first hostile experience for her even though she's she, like she's really young she's only 14 right so it's kind of like the fuck am i doing taking my 14 year old child to a fucking hostel no you know no it's 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 good learning experience in my opinion yeah 1000 percent. and then i think this will be a safer um experience for her because i've been many times and the staff there are basically like my family now so i have some decisions to make and i'm gonna buy the tickets tonight so i gotta like decide on where we're going so i got about like five hours to decide that um so yeah that's that's my next big travel plans for the next month or so so i i guess people have to tune in to our next uh happy hour to hear about where you're going next yeah and hopefully every happy Absolute. hour have a fucking new trip plan <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the fucking goal, dude. That's the goal. So for the people that don't know, I work remote. I won't say where I work, but I work a remote job. And I purposely sought out a job like this so that I could um, travel more, you know? Um, And it was like, it just so happened to work out perfectly that the job, the role that I went for, I was like eventually hoping to find a remote job. I didn't get this specific role because it was remote, but it was just like in the tech world. And so I was like, eventually I can, you know, get, just get a tech company on my resume and then I can, uh, you know, uh, move on to something that's a little bit more perfect for the life that I want to live. And it it just so happened that this role that I have is just before the pandemic, it, it was perfect for a, a travel lifestyle. But then the pandemic happened and then the company went like full remote by choice. So it just it just worked out fucking perfect. 
perfectly for me. So that's like, um, you know, still working and in, in, in trying to travel as much as I can. That's that's awesome, man. Everybody, that was our first happy hour. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we'll take all feedback, any questions, any things you want us to, con- you know, continue to do or add to this space. Let us know. Um, Phil, do you want to give them any like social media stuff or you want to? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, our new YouTube page where you can see actually the podcast itself. You can see us. Hey, mom. Hi. And I think if people can, if they can get anything out of this one episode is book the fucking ticket. Yeah. If you're thinking about it, if you're, uh, I just book it. Just book believe it. me, believe too. Don't believe me, believe us. Right. And even if you have to go by yourself, like, you know, it might be a little bit scary and, but don't let your friend not going with you, stop you from, from booking that ticket, book that fucking ticket. And if you need to reach Cheers. out, I won't offer Phil, but if you need to reach out to me <laughs> to ask any questions, I am 1000 percent always down to talk about travel so you hit me up with any questions i don't care if you think it's a stupid question no when it comes to travel there's no stupid questions so just reach out and ask me for whatever pointers you need hey we're very uh reactive to our dms so that's all i'm saying sliding them dms <laughs> baby <laughs> all right we'll see you guys next week all right peace out Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff. Thank you